Kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27 nothing to win the game! Up the stutter step to the baseline. LA Mason fires, fade away 15 foot jumper, nothing but nets. Gildas Alexander says, it's closing time, that's my time. Third down and goal from the one. Hundley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. Woo. Nothing. I don't like anything any batter in our team's doing. Hour three, T Row in the morning show on a Monday, January 16. Toby and TJ back with you. A1 of Turkey Bacon. Honored to be alongside the KREF bowling champ, T.J. Perry, today and his team. Dominant performance by them on Friday night. Thunder win, 112-102 over the Nets last night. They're hot, three straight on the road. They're back home against Buddy and the Pacers on Wednesday. Sooner men win Saturday, 77-76 over West Virginia. Five Big 12 games now for OU. All five have gone to the final buzzer. Grant Sherfield, 22. They shot 56% from the field, 45% from three, and got a much-needed second win in the Big 12, defended the home floor. They are now at OSU Wednesday night, late one, 8 o'clock, Bedlam Wednesday night in Stillwater. Women win. Jenny Baranchek's team, 80-74 over Kansas. Maddie Williams led the way with 20. They are on the road at TCU on Wednesday. And we got one more playoff game this weekend in the NFL. It is the marquee showdown. It's the sexy showdown of the weekend tonight. The Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight, 7-15 on Monday Night Football. Okay, um, I'm going to bring the show down a notch because uh, it has not all been good news in the world of sports this weekend. We had a tragedy Saturday night, Sunday morning in Athens, Georgia. A member of the Georgia national champion football team and a uh, football athletic recruiting staffer were killed in a car accident early Sunday morning, 
Devin Willick, 20-year-old sophomore offensive lineman, um, was involved in the accident along with Chandler LaCroix, LeCroix, 24-year-old recruiting staff member. That's a Chandler LeCroix is a female. And there were two other people in the car that were both injured as well. Just horrific news coming out of Athens, Georgia yesterday. And the entire college football world has responded with uh, grief, as would be expected. I have not heard, I, I not, well, I don't know if it matters or not. I have not heard exactly what happened. I think it was a one-car accident, though. Yeah, I think they hit a house or something, but I haven't heard details on what happened or why or what the situation may have been. So, uh, terrible news. Also, bizarre news out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama last night. Yeah. Alabama will be here in uh, less than two weeks. They're really good, number four team in the nation. One of their starters, Darius Miles, uh, Friday, I believe the news came out that he was going to miss the rest of the season with an, an, an injury. And then last night, breaking news that he has been charged with capital murder. Yikes. Darius Miles and another man have been charged with capital murder in connection with an early morning shooting near campus that killed a 23-year-old woman. Miles was booked in the Tuscaloosa County Jail around 545 Sunday. Uh, He's from Washington, D.C., no longer with the team. Uh, Captain Jack Kennedy said the shooting occurred early Sunday morning in the strip off of University Boulevard near campus. I think the strip there is their campus corner area. Uh, Jamae Harris is the name of the young lady who was shot and killed. Miles and Michael Lynn Davis were both charged with capital murder. Uh, Shots fired into a vehicle. Um... Quote, at the time, it appears the only motive was a minor altercation that these individuals had with the victim as they were out on the strip. End quote. So. It's crazy. Anyway, we'll find out more information on that, I'm sure, in coming days. Um. Am I the only one in the world, TJ, who is unaware or does not know any information about this Idaho murder mystery that everybody in the world? Seems oh my to be goodness! Following? It's the it's the story of the country since November. I don't know anything about it at all. Uh, at all, I know I know somebody obviously has been killed. My Four people. Wife and daughter uh, were watching a Dateline special on it over the weekend. Yes, I watched that and it angered me. Yeah. So what's the deal? Honestly, I have I have zero. What we details. know is four young college students were murdered. Two were left alive in the what in college? The uh, Idaho University, University of Idaho. Idaho. All right. um, small town. Um, were they murdered on campus? On, uh, campus, not campus housing, but a house right down. Okay. Like the main strip where a bunch of the houses were, kind of close to some frater- uh, fraternities and sororities. 
Um, six of them, uh, six of them were in the home that night. I think four of them lived there. Two were staying. Um, and for, uh, it took a couple of months for it to play out, but police had some things and some people were getting angry and a lot of not, a lot of information wasn't being shared, but that's part of the process of the case, you know? Um, then they finally have tied it back to, um, one gentleman that has allegedly done it. It was a guy that was uh, going for his uh, criminology PhD at Washington State, which is about 10 miles away. That university is about 10 miles away and 10 miles away from the house. And they were able to use his phone to see that he had been around the house about 12 different times. He was there the night of. They found a sheath from the knife, knife that had his DNA on it. And they've got some other video and stuff like that of his Elantra and his car and it's a pretty solid case from what they think but um so why has this case captured america like it has we have murders all the time everywhere why well why is this i think it's because so it was four young college students that were murdered in the middle of the night two were left alive there are there are still things with this case that it is mind-boggling to me like how it could have happened and gone down the way that it did like the, one of the girls that was left alive opened her door because she heard things and saw the guy walk by in a black mask, and she said she froze, and he left out of a, sli- a sliding glass door. They don't know, they haven't released yet whether he saw her or not, but he left, and she just went back in her room, locked the door, and went back to bed. And, like, the police weren't notified for, like, eight or nine hours later before they realized four people were dead in the house. So, um, I think it's just a, it was such a mystery, no one knew. They had cleared the two people that were in the house that lived. They had cleared a couple of ex-boyfriends and some people that were close to the girls, and so it was just this mystery that kind of exploded on. That's what made me angry about the the um, the Dateline is it exploded on TikTok with these uh, sleuths that think they're detectives and were, you know, finding video of the girls earlier in the night and think, thinking that it was a gentleman standing by them at a food truck, and they. They kind of went after that dude on social media and the internet and kind of destroyed that guy's life. And he had been cleared, and the police are like, no, quit. He's been cleared. Like, So it kind of took on a life of its own on social media with these people trying to – podcasters and stuff trying to solve this crime as the police were working on it and had information that they obviously couldn't share with the public. And it just took them a little while to put everything together. And so this guy got arrested. He had gone back home all the way to Pennsylvania um, when they finally got the DNA back and some phone records and, and went in there to Pennsylvania and, and arrested him so at his parents' house. so um, There you go. Yeah. It's a wild case, though. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it's captured. I mean, I think it's the age of the, the kids and that the it was four of them in a quiet or, little college uh, town. I think it was their first murder in that town in like seven or eight years. I yeah. University of Idaho is that close to Washington State, huh? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either until that dateline, and they said, yeah, that his – uh, it, it was just 10 miles from where they were, so I think it was 10 miles. But, um, yeah, I think just the gruesome nature of it, too, that they were all stabbed to death in a gruesome manner. And mm. Yeah. One girl had, like, graduated early, and she was only in town because of the football game and had stayed with them and had uh, just bought a new, gotten a new really good job with an IT company in Austin, was about to move and start her career had just bought herself a new car and just went to the game and stayed with that friend that night. She had previously lived in that house with them and was just there for the night. And I mean, it's just a terrible, terrible situation. Well, 
I hope you've all enjoyed this uplifting segment of the <laughs> you, T-Row in the morning. You asked. like, No, I know. I asked. Yeah, not, yeah. just, we had a, a car crash and a murder and now another. I just was wondering what the – because I know everybody I, – I know Jenny and Chloe are all in on the Idaho thing, and I've heard a lot of other people talking about it, but I have I have zero idea anything. You know, it became so. one of those stories like you see when no, nationally TikTok, it gets picked so. up, like when a mom disappears and you people assume it's the husband and then it's everybody trying to figure it out why – that's what made me angry about. Let the police do their job. You're not smarter than them. Quit like, especially the 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 lives that they they went after guys just because they were in a video in the background. Like that guy standing weird. He had to have been the one that did it. And so they go after the guy, and to the point that the police had to say, "Look, he's it's not that guy. Like, stop. We've already cleared him." So it was really weird how some of it was playing out on TikTok for a couple of months. Amateurs on social media thinking they're smarter than the Much like the sports media, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Hard to believe that th- that goes I'm gonna on. I'm going to guess you think you know more than Mike McCarthy does tonight for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, absolutely, I do, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But okay. one thing y'all won't do, I won't put out a TikTok video about it, nor will I tweet about it. So, <laughs> Break time, 8.16 in the morning. You can uh, text message the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. We'll be back. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. R.K. Blatt brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They've been in business since 1952, helping small and medium-sized businesses in Oklahoma and Kansas with all of their technology solutions. Copiers, fax, printers. However you need your office set up for your network, whatever it may be, they can help you out. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. This texter would like us to would like to remind us, Spikerman should have been safe at first. Yes. That's true. <laughs> That's right. That's true. Uh, I live in Broken Arrow. I wish I lived closer to go to men's and women's basketball games. Same for baseball. I feel bad for the athletes, Bobby and B.A. says. Okay. Uh, This one says, popcorn can actually be brought to your seat now at the LNC. So you don't have to walk up the stairs. That's true. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Don't you have to be in the fancy section, though, for that to happen? I think it's all seats now. I think you can just scan your seat now. I believe. I think so. Could be wrong, but I think that's the case. Toby, did you stay to watch the women? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Someone trying to get you there on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I've watched many women's games and called a few, so nice try. What's the sitch on home games next season? I'm hearing four. <laughs> It'll be more than four. It'll be more than four, <laughs> and uh, you'll find out tomorrow. So, Really? That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. That's what my sources are telling me. Um, before in con- oh, they'll be four in conference play, probably. Maybe that's what they were meaning there, besides okay. the non-con. Maybe I don't so. know. Yeah. Morning, buddy. Oh, I hope you had a good weekend. I tried to get in Friday, but couldn't. But as of January 13th, 2023, the Thunder Rebuild is over. It's time to make a title run, baby. woo What do you think our chances of getting Buddy Hill to come to town Wednesday? Have a good day. Oh, no. What, what do you think our chances are? And did you know Buddy Hill coming to town Wednesday? That's what he's meant to say. Yeah, thanks for listening to the show. We've talked about it many times today. Uh, what are chances of what? 
Uh, I guess making a title run. I think he's locked in on a championship now. Yes. Low. I do think they got a shot at getting to the playoffs. Um, they're fun. They're they're the youngest team in the NBA. They play a fun brand of basketball. They've got a star. Uh, and they've still got Chad Holmgren hopefully coming back and a slew of draft picks. So I think the future is very bright if you're a Thunder fan. I think it's it was a it was a dark valley of uh what was it, three years or so that they went through there, maybe four. But I think they're starting to come out the other side and uh we got some fun years in front of us. And this year has been nice. I look forward to Thunder games. I look forward to the second half of the season, them being in a potential playoff chase. Um, it's great. I missed it. TJ, also tell Toby what the murderer, alleged murderer, majored in at college. I did I did mention that, I think. He's going for his Ph.D. in criminology. Mm-hmm. And he did some really creepy things like talking with other killers in prison and stuff, like uh, asking them questions about how they did certain things, how they felt. All this stuff leading up to it. Is this the it, alleged so. killer? Alleged. Or we know we know this person has done it. it well, as of now, it's alleged, but okay. they've got a very, very strong case against him. So if okay. it's not him, um, I think the world would be shocked at this point. Right. Uh, this person is letting me know. Uh, they called that dude out and said he kind of uh, was kind of like Bundy. Sounding a little bit like that. Very smart, intelligent guy that kind of thought this through. Here and, comes everybody who knows everything yeah. about the Idaho case is now <laughs> chiming in. Like, Toby, where yeah. have you been? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, where would I have known about this? TikTok? Um, oh, no. It was, I mean, it's been a national story since, like I said, mid-November or whenever it happened. It happened so I had in November. To, I would have had to watch the news. News, national news, talk shows. I don't shows. watch Datelines or talk shows. or. I mean, it was anything. all over the social medias, too. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard about it. Obviously, I've heard about it. I just don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't care, I guess. Um, I, I go to the Lloyd Noble Center and watch basketball instead of sitting <laughs> home and watching Datelines and saying, who do you think did it, hon? Uh, can you believe this guy? He was a criminology major. Unbelievable, huh? What a twist. <laughs> there are a world of people that watch no sports, and that is what they spend yeah, all of their time not doing. they're listening to our radio show. Right, they're not morning. listening right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one just says, Jackson freaking Arnold. Okay. Yeah, he is on campus now. Yo, man, his stash. Uh, Zach uh, verifying, Stadium Drop app does get you food dropped to all parts of the LNC now. Nice. I didn't even go. know that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, look like the Thunder have a full house at home raising Kane. Not every night, but a lot. They draw well. Sooners have lost you a wanna, few you games. You want to take a phone call here? Yeah, we can get Jackson in here. You sure. want to finish that text you read? Well, they were just saying uh, Sooners have lost a few games by one or two, but did they really lose, or was that one of those six-on-five games? There's been some uh, officiating questions throughout the, the run here, yeah. Uh, the Kansas game was fishy. The I'm trying to the, – the Texas game, they just uh, – no, the first two games, the other t- uh, Iowa State and the Texas game – they just hit big shots against him in the final minute. Uh, Marcus Carr, big shot late. Caleb Grill, big shot late. I don't know if the person, I don't know what the six on five was about. That was insinuating something fishy was taking place, but no. 
I think the only Big 12 game they've lost that kind of was squarely was the Kansas game. Uh, Jackson, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Hey, um, I kind of want to I want to revisit the Kansas game because this is still stuck in my craw. <laughs> so, um, did you see? Uh, and I'm going to set it up like this. Did you see the Minnesota Ohio State game last Thursday? It was on no. FS1. Uh-uh. And, the reason, and the reason why I bring it up is because they did a unique broadcast. They had no commercials, and they had the coaches mic'd up, so we heard everything oh, that they cool. said. Even, even during the the timeout. Did you get the cuss words, or did, were they on a delay? Uh, they, they, yeah, they blanked those. They okay, blacked or blanked those out. <clears throat> but oddly enough, I like that idea. Cuss, they didn't. They didn't cuss very much. Yeah, it was a very unique broadcast, and it was very interesting because we don't normally get to hear everything that the coaches mm-hmm. are saying. You know, we yeah. don't get to hear the strategy and all that. So, I say that to say this. So. The game was similar to OU Kansas game. It was at Ohio State. Ohio State's a better team. Minnesota had not won a game in the Big Ten at that point in time. A second-year coach. And Minnesota was winning uh, by nine with three, with about 347 left in the game. Okay, they call a, time, a timeout is called. And the Minnesota coach says, we, your offense is fine. We have enough to win. I want you to play defense. I want you to focus on defense. That's all. So all I want you to do is focus on defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking similar. We're, we're be, now, we were beating Kansas by 10, but it was a little bit more time, I think four minutes or something in the game. And um, similar situation. And so Minnesota, the coach emphasized just focus on playing defense. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about offense. Just focus on playing defense. Okay, you've got that uh, point home. Move, advance so, the story now. So consequently, they end up. That's they end up winning the game. Minnesota won. Minnesota won the game oh, okay. by three. So I'm. I was thinking, and we don't know, but you're saying that's what Porter Moser should have said. The he should have said focus on defense. Well, I'm just thinking if it had been like, well, hey guys. Focus on getting stops and playing, you know, very good defense and just get a good shot if you can, but don't worry about the offense because, remember, we took a couple of bad three-pointers in that in the. I uh, disagree. I think the Tanner time. Groves three was a very good three. You think w- that was wide, a good op- wide open one-point lead. If he hits it, it's a four-point game, and, oh, you probably – that's probably Katie bar the door. Yeah. Okay, you're right. He was wide open, but what if he came in? Brought, came in a little bit close to the basket. I don't think he's a. Be- I think he's a better shooter from three than from seventeen feet. That's what he always well, shoots. Okay, well, okay. If you he hit two of them like, against uh, he hit two of them against uh, West Virginia on Saturday late. Huge yeah. shots. Yeah, I, I saw that. I saw that. But is I had the Grant Sherfield three was a was a bad shot, uh, but. He was hot, so I get it a little bit. But the Tanner three was yeah. a good look, wide open. Well, anyway, I'm just, I'm just, uh, I just can't get that game out of my head because we it's been so long since we. Did you watch the West there. Virginia that game, that game on Saturday? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Any uh, thoughts on that one? Or good win. Uh, I I got a little nervous because they they came back on us. Um, 
and I was wondering, you know, why? Because they're not that they're not that good. And like you said, that um, that one guy, one guy, uh, I forget his name, but yeah, when they drew up that the West Virginia kid, they drew up that play, and he took that bad three pointer. Why do you say they're not that good? Uh, I don't, I don't see where our offense comes from. I mean, that one guy came off the bench and was and got pretty hot, but. They don't seem like they can score the ball that well, in my opinion. All right. I mean, we 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 were we led throughout the whole game until until late, and they just didn't seem like they just don't seem like a good offensive team, in my opinion. Right. Right. Thank you, Jackson. Appreciate it. All, right. All right. West Virginia beat Pitt at Pitt by thirty. Pitt's second place in the ACC right now. Beat that Florida team by 30-some that we played in the Jumpman Classic. 0-5 in the Big 12. But they're terrible. So, uh, 8.32 in the morning. See what you've done to me again, TJ, today? I didn't do anything to We'll be you. back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. This will be the day with all of God's children. Be able to sing with new meaning, my country tears of thee. Sweet land of liberty of thee I sing. Land where my fathers died, land of the pilgrim's pride. From every mountainside. Let freedom ring, and if America is to be a great nation, this must become true. And so let freedom ring from the prodigious hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring from the mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring from the heightening Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi. From every mountainside. in every city. We will be able to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty. Toby and TJ back with you. MLK Day. I'm looking at a list, TJ, of the top 100 American speeches. Uh, That one ranks numero uno. Uh, JFK's inaugural address, number two. 
uh, and then it goes down from there. Probably where is my pre-game, uh, pre-bowling game speech that I gave my team? Is that listed in there anywhere? I don't think that one's got out yet, but I'm sure it'll <sighs> rock it up they the charts. They got to update that list, yeah. Once it gets out onto the TikToks and the social medias and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> the TikToks, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. By the way, I spent all day at a volleyball tournament yesterday in Edmond. Thanks for asking me how my weekend was. Um, I spent all day at a volleyball tournament in Edmond yesterday. We had to be there at uh, 6.45 and left at – it was sunset. So sometime in the 6 o'clock hour, I think, is probably when we were leaving. Uh, It was fun. Uh, Saw, you know, saw people. Sounds like there's a butt there or something. Yeah. It was fun, but – I don't think there's a butt. Oh, okay. Okay. Just sounded like I uh, wanted to give a butt uh, there. I took my chair. I took my, uh, you know, remember that fancy chair I got last volleyball season? Right. I took my chair. So that was nice. I got to use it. The whole fam came. Uh, the boys were there. And, uh, of course, Jenny. Uh, we won some. We lost some. Uh, no tears were shed that I could tell. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> didn't win it. Didn't win it. It's good if no tears are shed. But ended with a dub, so that's a good way. Kind of walked out with some positive momentum. Uh, I did not wear OU gear. Um, I wore I wore volleyball supportive outfit, you know, supporting the team and everything. But I did have one gentleman figure me out. And uh, between matches, I was in the lobby minding my own business. I think I was watching the uh, Bills game on my phone. And a gentleman saddled up next to me and uh, said, you? I said, yeah. He said, (laughs) "Um, we can't go six and seven again next year. People like to tell you that. And I said. Man, how about this volleyball tournament? Something else, huh? <laughs> and I think he got the hint. And he was like, yeah. I was like, what uh, What team's your daughter? You got a, your, your daughter here? And he's like, it's a granddaughter. And so we started talking about volleyball. But that was it. That was the end of the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people do like to tell you that, though. Well, well that would never <laughs> enter my brain. Like, would never... I would never think. How about how about good win for the basketball team yesterday? Or how about that offensive lineman that we picked up? Or something? Like, what am I going to do with the, you know what? It's Thanks like you're supposed to go tell the staff, hey. Let me let uh, me text Brent right away yeah. and let him know that I saw a guy at the it's volleyball unacceptable tournament. It's unacceptable to go 6-7 again. We'll not accept 6-7 again next year. Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy it. As if Brent sitting around thinking, you know, do you think everybody would find it okay if we go six and seven again and just continue a slow build? Hang on, hang on. Uh, (laughs) Jeff, while we're going over offensive schemes for next year, if you could pause for just a second, I've just received a text message from Toby Rowland. He says there is a grandfather at the volleyball tournament he's at that does not want us to go six and seven again next year. Am I being mean? I don't mean to be mean. I'm just always fascinated at the conversations that people try to start or want to start. I'm perfectly happy to uh, uh, talk to people, but it's it tends to always be like that. 
But that's the why, people that why? are going to approach you typically. Why? And that's how some people, there are a lot of people, I don't know if it's the majority or not. It's maybe just because we hear from them on social media and in the public and on the text line. There are some people that like the angry side of sports. I'm, I'm like that to a certain degree. Why? So. What, what gives you any joy about that? I don't know. I can't explain it. I love to hate on the Dallas Cowboys. I love when they win. I'm very excited when they win. When they have a big play, I'm excited. But I love when it gets dicey and Dak throws a bad interception or McCarthy makes a bad decision or screws up a timeout, and I'm like, you morons! There's something I find enjoyable about that. I don't know why. My brain just is completely opposite of yours in the way it works that way. Yeah. You're extremely positive, and I think you're in the majority. I just don't get why you would ever want to be any other way. I, it makes no sense to me why anybody would want to dwell in the <laughs> cesspool of negativity and share it with other people. You know what? I'm bummed out. Why don't I go share it with this person? And I think that most people that think like you don't approach you because they're like, oh, Toby's out in public. He's watching a game on his phone. I won't bother him and tell him how great I think the Sooners are. You know, so I wish they them. would. I wish they would. <laughs> they probably need to. It'd More of you, out, if, yes. you, if you feel that way, there was a, uh, this was a different situation, but game's over Saturday, post-game show. Uh, I hear, you know, d- during the break, I'll take my headset off or, or Drake will tap me on the shoulder and notify me that somebody's trying to get my attention behind me. There's a family that lives in our neighborhood that was at the game Saturday and they came down and I went over and and hugged them and said, you know, thanks for being here and all that kind of stuff. There's another lady, and Drake, you know, turn around, and there's a, there's a, it's a lady, sweet-looking lady. And she's trying to get my attention, so I go over and I say, hey, how you doing? I'm Toby. And she introduces her. She goes, would you uh, pass along a message to Coach Moser for me? And I was like, yeah, sure, absolutely, because he's getting ready to come out for his post-game interview. And I thought, you know, it's going to either be like, hey, congratulations on the win or Tell him Susie is here from Chicago, used to be a, you know, whatever. I don't know what the message is going to be. She says, tell him that I think he should play more zoned late in games because. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I did not pass that message along. Pass on that message. I don't know. It's just fascinating. I'm, I need to write a book someday of of, of conversations, because not everybody's like that. Not every. I shouldn't say. That. I just probably. I probably don't bring the good ones up on radio because they're not funny. You know, so there's plenty of them that are perfectly fun and acceptable and and uh, enjoyable and uh, all that kind of stuff. But I am fascinated with the the people who do in a grocery store want to discuss why Jeff Levy should be fired. Hey, by the, are you? Don't you think we've had enough of that? I mean, don't you think that this isn't going anywhere with Levy, and we need to move on? <laughs> Eight forty-seven in the morning. Chris Plank joins us, and no, we come back. No, no Plank today. He's at a visiting mom. Remember, so um, Plank is out today. How would I remember that? I think we, why would we, I know? I, think I know we talked he about to, it on Friday. I, yeah. Well, I know he went there this weekend. That's why he wasn't at the bowling party. But why would he not be back for work today? Uh, took a vacation day today. 
Yeah. On MLK Day. (sighs) We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. No crossover today, just me and TJ wrapping it up. Any other text you want to get to, uh, TJ? If not, I got a uh, ranking I'm going to run down here. There's a couple here. The uh, One says, I get starstruck with all of you guys. It's hard for me to say anything to you. The oh, best yes. I got once was telling Plank that I love his show as I passed him going into the stadium as I was leaving, but I never stopped walking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be scared of us. You can, no, please. You can come up to us. Uh, let's see here. Maybe uh, Teddy, but not the rest of us. Volleyball grandpa did speak the truth, though, this texture says. Um, okay. Negative Nancy's. This one says, I'm with you, Toby. I'm all positive, but I wouldn't come up to you in public. So it's kind of what I was saying there. Uh, Toby, you're not being mean. A jerk, yes, but not mean. <laughs> <laughs> the T-Row loves people, Twitter followers, and Sooner fans. I'm Bob from Cement. the last one I got here. Um. Top 10 sports speeches. You know, I was talking about that uh, speeches ranking. Uh, the MLK speech was number one in American history. I, I looked up top 10 sports speeches in American history. Here's the uh, Bleacher Report. They actually did uh, this. Uh, number 10 was Tim Tebow apologizing to Gator fans for that loss. And then he came back and won the national championship. Uh, a lot of it's tears the year they beat OU, one. right? A lot of tears in that one, yeah. Number nine, Muhammad Ali, greatest of all time. I'm young, I'm handsome, I'm fast, I'm pretty. You know that one? Uh, pretty good. Number eight might be a, li- a bit low. Herb Brooks' pregame speech before the miracle oh, on ice. Wow, I thought that would be one or two. Yeah, I have an idea of what low. one may be, but I thought that would be right behind it. Daryl Green, number seven, Daryl Green uh, Hall of Fame induction speech. I remember that one. Number six, Jim Mora, playoffs. Playoffs? That's not a speech. That is a press conference considered a speech? I guess. I don't know. Huh. Number five, Newt Rockney, win one for the oh, Gipper. Yeah. All-timer. One. Number four, Michael Irvin's Hall of Fame induction speech, which I'd have to listen to again. I don't remember. Number three, Lou Gehrig. Um, I'm the luckiest man. Uh, oh wow, I, that's the what luckiest I thought was man number on the one. face of the earth. Yeah, that's the one I thought was number one with uh, Brooks too. So I was wrong on both of those. Number two, I need to go back and listen. It's Jack Buck. Uh, his address to Bush Stadium uh, after 9/11. Hmm, I don't know that. Apparently, one either. he wrote a poem and gave it to the stadium before. They started back like six days after 9-11. I don't remember that. Number one, you got it? No, I thought it was uh, Lou Gehrig. Jimmy V. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that one. That makes sense. All right, I'll give that one number one. Yeah, I I don't have any problem with that either. Lou Gehrig probably would move up, although I need to hear the Jack Buck thing again. But Lou Gehrig, Newt Rockne, like these are the ones in history that uh, I'd probably definitely – Herb Brooks I'd move a little higher up, but – that's a fun list. That's a fun list. I bet you would give a great speech. I've seen you give good speeches, so. Oh, thank you, TJ. Me, not so much, that. but you would be really good at it. I don't know about that. But that's nice of you to say. 
Uh, tonight, we've got uh, no Monday night Big 12 basketball tonight. Uh, there are three really good games. Well, well, the middle. I mean, they're all. I mean, what, what could you possibly do in this league that's not going to give you entertaining matchups? But uh, tomorrow night, we have, listen to this, TJ. Tomorrow night in the league, we have Kansas at Kansas State. Oh, man. The octagon of doom is going to be crazy. Texas at Iowa State. That'll be a great game. Baylor goes to Texas Tech. 0-5 Texas Tech. And then Wednesday, TCU at West Virginia. 0-5 West Virginia. And Bedlam. Early feel on Bedlam, Teach. Wednesday night. Stillwater. I'm feeling good for the Sooners. I'm feeling good early on. Cowboys did not play well in Waco Saturday. But that doesn't mean anything. Um... They pose a couple of interesting problems for OU that I want to flesh out uh, on tomorrow's show. It's a, it's, it's a winnable game. Definitely a winnable road game for Oklahoma in the Big 12. But, you know, winning up there can be a hornet's nest sometimes. So we'll talk more Bedlam the next couple of days. That'll be an 8 o'clock tip on Wednesday night. So who's coming up next, Teach? Uh, Josh and Connor coming up next on the Plank Show. Josh and Connor, stick around, everybody. Uh, That'll do it for us today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Have a great MLK Day, everyone.